Welcome to some more news that shows us how the Bible's roadmap of prophecy is on track and moving in the direction that was foretold. While the Middle East continues to simmer and Israel looks at its bruises, the Arabs assess the Iranian threat to themselves, the rest of the world also has to ponder the Islamic threat. A survey held by Britain's Daily Telegraph last week revealed that 53% of Britons believe that Islam now poses a threat to Western democracy. And if that is true for Britain, we can be sure that the rest of Europe is feeling the same sort of thing in various degrees. This threat to Western civilization is bound to bring about a reaction sooner or later, and of course, the so-called Christian world, headed up as it is today by the Pope and his Vatican, can hardly expect to take it all lying down. So the question as to the future of Europe and its Christian, read Catholic, roots was the subject of a 45-minute discussion between the leader of Germany, Angela Merkel, and Pope Benedict XVI during the past week. She said afterwards that the talks had been, quote, very intense. She said that they discussed the Middle East, Iran, and Europe. They also spoke about religion. According to press reports, Merkel said, I underlined my opinion that we need a European identity in the form of a constitutional treaty, and I think it should be connected to Christianity and God, as Christianity has forged Europe in a decisive way. According to a report on EUobserver.com, Germany has been assigned by EU member states to come up with some kind of solution to the constitutional crisis during its presidency of the Union in the first six months of 2007. A vote to adopt an EU constitution that had been signed in October of 2004 failed to gain the necessary endorsement, and, as we reported at the time in the Bible magazine, the exclusion of a reference to God or the Catholic Church, i.e. Christianity, ensured that failure. It was only a matter of time, therefore, before the constitutional treaty would be reworded and come back with the Pope's approval. He will then send the appropriate message down through priests to the laity, thus ensuring ratification. Thus, a Christian-Catholic Europe, suitably tinted with humanism and socialism, will emerge, and in symbolic language, the great harlot will be carried by the ten-horned European beast, as we read in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 3. This beast has existed in the past, says Revelation chapter 17 and verse 8. It was, and is not, and yet is, we are told. And sure enough, when we turn the pages of the Revelation back to chapter 13, we find the ten-horned beast back there in verse 1. It also We also find in this chapter, and that verses 3 and 4, that this beast is worshipped, so it is linked to religion. A little careful Bible study also reveals another amazing point of identification. This ten-horned beast has come right out of the Old Testament prophecy of Daniel. If you look up Daniel's prophecy and find chapter 7 and verse 7, you will see him right there. It says, 
After this I saw in the night visions, and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it, and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Other details are there also, but the giveaway are those ten horns. And what does this fourth beast represent? Well, look at Daniel chapter 7 and verse 23. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Now Daniel wrote this prophecy in the days of the Babylonian Empire. That is what verse 1 tells us. So the first beast, verse 4, represents Babylon. The second, Medo-Persia, which followed it, and you can see that from chapter 5, verses 30 and 31. The third kingdom was that of Greece, and this fourth kingdom was, and has to be, Rome. So, put this information together, and what do we have? A ten-horned beast representing Rome. This Roman beast is worshipped. That is to say, the Roman Empire became identified with religion, which it did in the reign of Constantine, the so-called First Christian Emperor. This Christian Roman Empire eventually passed off the scene. It became a has-been. It was and it is there embedded, as it were, in the history of Europe. But it is to emerge again, and John first sees it again in the wilderness, Revelation chapter 17 and verse 3. This wilderness in the days of the Apostle John would be identified then as the Germanic wilderness beyond the boundaries of the empire. It is significant, therefore, that a German pope, together with a political leader of Germany, are involved in resurrecting the ten-horned beast, which is to carry the great harlot straight down the road to Armageddon, as we read in Revelation chapter 17, verses 13 and 14. These ten-horned kings have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. The German leader, Angela Merkel, discussed the Middle East with the Pope. That is not surprising. They both have a date with destiny upon the mountains of Israel. Meanwhile, it will be interesting to watch the methods they use in order to counter the Islamic bid to take over Europe. With Iran on the verge of becoming nuclear, the news will doubtless continue to be very relevant to the continuing fulfillment of Bible prophecy. So make your date with destiny, finding out what God tells us in His Word and what we have to do to be with Him in that day. Also, make a date to join us here again next week, God willing, with another edition of the Bible in the News.